Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we celebrate the triumphs of people who have overcome their own life's challenges and made our world better. People who have taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host. Thank you for joining me. All right. Well, Amelia, welcome to the Lemonade Stand. I am super excited to talk to you and hear all about you. So please start by telling me three things about yourself. Okay. I grew up in Logan, Utah. I live in Salt Lake now with this cutest dog. His name's Teddy. He's like the neighborhood celebrity. And I started a company three years ago that helps people find assisted living and memory care. Oh, I love that. Okay. So what kind of dog is Teddy? So he's a little cockapoo. He's just this little white fluff ball, but I have a gate that you can see through all the little slots. Right. And, uh, so every person he sees, he sees them and he follows them and everyone comes and like brings him treats and kids come in the yard. It's funny because I don't know half these people and I'll be outside or on a walk and people will be like, oh, is this Teddy? Like, you must be Teddy's mom. I'm like, yep, it's fine. Don't need to know who I am. Just Teddy's mom. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. He sounds really cute. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So tell me your lemon to lemonade story. I think it has something to do with what you're doing for your job. So I'm dying to know how would somebody so young want to do something to help seniors yeah. be able to find yeah. places to live. I've got to know there's a story behind this, right? The million dollar question. So growing up, my dad's dad was paralyzed right before he was born. So he lived up in Hiram and he was the most stubborn guy, you know, did not want help from anybody was not going anywhere was staying in his house. So was and, he in an accident older? He was paralyzed yeah. as an older person in it from an accident. Yeah. So he was a truck driver. And from what I've been told, he was sleeping in the cab in the back and his partner was driving the truck. And I think a drunk driver hit them. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, it ended up, I think, killing his partner and then it ended up paralyzing him. But this was, I think, like right before my dad was born. And so my dad grew up his whole life, right, with my grandpa, who just would crutch himself around the house. He would like pull himself up the ladder to do yard work and whatnot. And he was just very determined that this was not going to, you know, bring him down. He never complained. He was just very stubborn and hardheaded. So my parents, occasionally he would have to go to rehab, right. To get, you know, some physical therapy and things like that. Um, And so my parents were very big at pushing us to volunteer in like the nursing homes. So We used to go um, every week, really, and just kind of like hang out and play games and made a couple of friendships. There were some younger kids in there that I got to form friendships with, and it just was really meaningful. So my first job was as a server in, in assisted living in Logan. At that point, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, And at that time, my uncle had been diagnosed with stage four melanoma cancer. So also kind of out of left field, this is on my mom's side now. Again, like another guy with a great attitude, like very simple man who just loved to go fishing and and mow the lawn. Like that was like his pride and joy was the lawn. And so we saw kind of the whole hospice situation happen with him. You know, from that, as a younger kid, there wasn't a ton that I was knowing was happening, but um, just kind of saw the support that he was getting. And then after that, my grandma had a stroke. So my mom's mom, and that was in California. At this point, I decided I wanted to do speech therapy. So I went to the U and I started in that program. And then 
between the program and watching my grandma in the skilled nursing, she just was feeling so defeated. And I mean, you know, you shared these rooms with curtains down the middle and she just was so upset that, that she was there and that that was her experience. And so at that point I was like, you know, I just want to get into the industry and I want to make a difference and change the experience that people, you know, have when they're in these places. So I started off um, in skilled nursing and I've, you know, I did everything from like testing the phone jacks to, you know, like serving to cleaning to kind of helping with whatever needed to be done. And then just decided that skilled nursing just was not the industry for me. It's so regulated and so many people that need skilled nursing are kind of already at that care level that it's just really hard to change that environment. So I switched to assisted living and started again as activities and then did marketing and then ran a couple of the buildings. And I loved it because we would get so many compliments from families of the atmosphere has just changed. It feels so much more inviting and, you know, welcoming and friendly. And I loved it. And I loved getting to know like the residents and their family members and just creating those bonds. I have so many adopted grandparents from it, but then it kind of got into the corporate game of, you know, where are the opportunities to grow? And I just felt like I was at the ceiling. Um, when there would be changes, it was kind of like, you know, your building does too well, so we're just gonna keep you there. So between that being told to me, um, which in itself is already kind of like, you know, the reason to do something else, but um, when families would come in, you know, no family really prepares for senior living. And it's kind of always the motto of, I don't, you know, my mom's never going to need one or she's going to stay at home or, you know, we've kind of all heard those things, but then they have the one accident, you know, we've taken too much medication. They haven't hydrated enough. They've had a fall that sends them to the rehab communities. And then a lot of times families get told, okay, in three days, you know, we're discharging your mom back, but she's not safe to go home. Right. Or, you know, the dad's being discharged home and the wife is like, I can't keep doing this anymore. Like he's too big for me. If he falls, I can't get him off the ground and things like that. So there's always that sense of panic of like, now what do we do? We don't know what we're looking for. Nothing is set up for this. And so a lot of families will walk into a building and you have this huge emotional decision, right? And the things that get focused on are like, oh, well, this room has a full-size fridge and you know, there's chandeliers over there and it looks a lot nicer than the other place, right? Which to some people is all that matters, but I try to remind people about like, okay, like the countertop is great, but does the countertop take care of your parent? And so I decided to start this company, which I guess kind of the best way to describe it is almost like a realtor for assisted living, I guess. So I meet with families, they tell me, my mom lives at home. She's in rehab because she hasn't been taking her medications. We're really worried that, you know, she's unstable because of it and we need to move her. So they'll tell me like their budget, the location. Um, and then I'll reach out to three or four buildings that I think would be the right fit based off of their needs and everything and compile a list of their pricing. And then from there, I'll send it to the families and set up times to go tour and everything like that. So that's kind of it. It's free for families. Um, buildings pay me if people move in. So I don't have a bias of where I'm referring to or things like that. But that's, I guess, my lemon to lemonade story. Wow. And it just, 
That is awesome. I love that you take something that you see is a problem and you're like, I can make a difference. I can make something better. I can help people in a different, before they know they need help, it feels like. Right. And that's what I'm trying to do is get people to understand like, this is a service that you should be using or talking to or creating a plan with your family member that you see is declining so that when those situations take place, you know, the person that's moving their voice is heard because so often like that's, that's the trouble, right. Is like my daughter forced me to come here. Right. And I feel like if we can involve everybody in the decision and make it as exciting, you know, as it can be, um, I think that the experience is so different. And I think that's what my main goal in working with these families is, is to hear, you know, if I have a family that says my dad just is going to sit in his recliner in his room and watch TV all day to me, I'm like, we don't need to go toward these massive buildings that are going to be pretty costly, you know, that have great activity programs if he's not going to take advantage of any of them. So let's go look at some of these more low key, more affordable, you know, very like close to his normal, right, buildings. And um, it's been awesome to see if we can get the right building for the right person, their experience has just been so much better. Yeah. Then they don't feel like they're forced into something they're not comfortable in. Like you said, if that's what he's used to is kind of a, a smaller home, his comfy chair and his TV, you don't want to put him in a big fancy countertop chandelier place. Like he's not going to feel comfortable there. Yeah. Bring his comfy chair, let him have it in his little room and he'll be content so that they get a voice in that. And that you help find that instead of the family, just like, Hey, this is close by. Let's just shove him here. I think that's great that you can really find what works for dad and mom. Well, and that's funny that you say like the close by thing. Cause I talked to so many families and I'm like, do you have any buildings in mind? They're like, well, this one's down the street. Like we just figured it'd be that one. And I'm like, okay, well we can look at it. But based off of what you told me, I think you're going to hate that one. Right. Oh no. Like we're pretty sure that's where they're going to go. So then they go look at it and they're like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, just cause it's conveniently around the corner you know, which is great for the kids, but sometimes we need to remind ourselves, like, it's not about our convenience to go visit them. It's about like where they're going to thrive. Yes. And I think, you know, like there's a building for everybody, but more people are starting to move in younger, right? Because there are a lot of buildings that are promoting just like very convenient lifestyles. You have your huge apartment, you can still have your kitchens, but you don't have to worry about, you know, your laundry and your housekeeping and you know there's always something to do so this is the building I'm gonna move into when I'm like, <laughs> like they call them like cruise ships on land which is oh, so true for some of these but yeah yeah that's a perfect name for them and I love that you get people excited about it before they need it and there yeah. I wish there was a way that we could reach people maybe in their what late 60s early 70s you know it'd be like here's something you can prepare for in now or in a few years, like it's not something you have to do today. Especially financially prepare. Yes. That's something that, you know, when I ask people, what's your budget? And they, they're like, oh, well, we have blue cross. And I'm like, that's great, but that doesn't, you know, cover assisted living. And so if anything, like I try to educate the children of people who are helping their parents find somewhere of like how they can better prepare to avoid some of the situations that we run into. But I think, the culture of everything, the hardest thing to break is the stigma, right? Right now, everyone here is assisted living. They think it's a nursing home and they think that like, 
the minute they move there, like that's the end of their lives. They've thrown in the towel, right? And or that it's like a hospital bed and they just lay there with the curtain and yep. just and yeah, sit there all day in bed. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what people think. Yeah. And it's um like, I had one lady who was so funny. She was adamant. I am not moving. She was very independent, like very witty. And her daughter's like, mom, like you've had a couple falls, just humor me and like, come look at these. Right. She was just like, no, I'm not like, I'm not going to any of these. You can show me the best one in the world and it's just not going to happen. So we went to one. Um, well, we went to the one that the family had convinced themselves of like, oh, this is where she's moving. And then we went to a different one. And it was so funny because I got a call that night from the actual lady. She's like, I just wanted to let you know, like I just listed my house for sale. I've decided I'm going to move and how quick can I get there? Right. And I was just like, you know, and I, I really think it's because the daughter empowered her to make that decision on her own and gave her time to like process it and, you know, ask those questions and, and everything like that. But that one was probably just one of the funniest moments because she was like dragging her heels, like kicking and screaming, you know, going into this. And next thing you know, she's like, I already contacted a realtor and, and my house was just listed. Yeah, okay, that's a lot in a 12 hour time frame. Yeah. Yeah. She found her place. Then yeah. that's, that's, what's amazing is, is it doesn't have to be, like you said, the one closest by or where kids want to force their parents, let them go check out. And I love how you do this service. You'll find a few. So it's not so overwhelming of like every single one in the state, you'll find a few based on their needs and, and their desires and their lifestyle. And then they get to go and pick what they want out of that. I think that's a no, great win-win. Awesome. What a great service. Yeah. And I think like for me, um, Cause you think, you know, like every building is going to present very similar. They all offer food and activities and an apartment and staff, but They're like a hotel <laughs> instead yeah. of a hospital. Right. No, you need to look at it like that. Yeah. But then you have to look at like the people. And I think that's the advantage of using somebody like me is you don't have to go look at 20 buildings to figure out like which building is going to be the right fit. Right. Like I'm in these buildings so frequently or talking with them that it's really easy to identify like, you know, this is the lively assisted living with, you know, all the chatty people that like to do the same things as you, like that's where you need to be. It's so funny just to kind oh. of see the, the different personalities of each building. Oh, I love that. And I love that you do this as a free service for these people so that they can really not feel this pressure yeah. from you either. It's just like, you know what, I'm here to help you. I'm going to show you some options and you get to decide and, and there's not anything in it for you either. And I love that because that yeah. helps people feel more relaxed too. Like, oh, she's not pushing me to go to this one. Yeah. You really do listen and try to find what matches best for them. And that's why like, unlike other places, I made my fee from the assisted livings a flat fee versus oh, percentage because there are some buildings that they take the percentage and then they only, you know, recommend those pricier buildings to families. And I just want families to feel like, I'm your person. If you have questions, talk to me. If you want to go see the glamorous one or like the one that's super basic, like I'm in it to do what's best for you. Yeah. And I think that's like my biggest difference is, you know, doing things for the right reasons, but I've loved everyone I've got to meet. And, um, there's just some funny characters out there. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I have like the whole list. Like I have, no, I have no grandparents anymore, but now I have like 20 adopted ones. So <laughs> It's a good thing. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Well, great. You are so inspiring to just take a problem and make it better with what you can do. And I love that. So thank you for teaching me that there's other options out there. I don't really have any 
questions about it other than I'd love to use you. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah. my um, website's just a life for seniors.com, but Sometimes it's just so funny. Like I've, I've gotten these people that call me and they're just like, we just want to talk about life. Right. Like I think a huge thing that families miss out with, with their aging parents is the isolation factor. And, you know, even if someone doesn't need physical care, I think, you know, just by providing an atmosphere where people have someone to constantly talk to and have friends their own age and things like that really just decreases so many chances of other things happening. And you can tell it when I get on the phone with some of these people and we just chat for hours about, you know, literally nothing, but um, that's just what they need. So, yeah. 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 And so to put them in a community where they'll have other like-minded people and people that they can get to know and take care of them as well. So you've got the staff that cares for you, plus you have friends automatic. So, well, there's so many, like I'll end on this, but there's so many, um, people I've worked with and they've said, do you know how nice it would be to just sit down at dinner across the table from someone and just say, do you remember this? Mm -hmm. And the person across the table does remember and, you know, can have a conversation about, you know, that time period and things like that versus, you know, telling your daughter across the table. And she's like, Hey mom, I have no idea what you're talking about, but sounds good. Yeah. The good old days. Yeah. Yeah. great, Great experience. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Being able to talk to someone about the good old days. That is super great. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. But yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. What a great service. So I'm excited for you that you can grow this and get the word out. I would love to be able to get the word out for you as much as possible because I had no idea this existed. And I think it's very important for people to have this. um, I think it would help with a lot of mental health of the seniors as well. Like they just hate going there and they dread it. And yeah. I think this is a great service for them to be able to pick. Yeah. Oh, I you realize that. that they have a choice. So yeah, yeah that's, that's my end goal. So we are on the same page. <laughs> Yay. I love it. That's super great. Well, thank you. Thank you for your time and for sharing this and for all that you're doing. I appreciate you. You're such an inspiration of what you're accomplishing. So keep it up. I will. Thank great. you very much. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. Thank you. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be great. You're still here? Well, then click on the next episode to get more lemonade.